I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. And the heel of this podcast and the MFFL fan base. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? The heel. <laughs> um, like Joel Game set. <laughs> oh, dude, what a, what a fun fight. <laughs> a, fun, a fun fight. <laughs> Yeah, I miss, I miss the physicality of the NBA and Luca would never he'd be able to he'd be able to connect from farther away. Ben Simmons had to go all the way in and get get direct contact, but Luca would be able to to hit from farther away. Yeah, but would that be efficient? <laughs> <laughs> you got to drive. Uh, no, uh yeah, it was fun seeing uh Cat and MB do their thing and Ben Simmons, I mean, the dude, like, it just happened, so we're recording. We have no idea the repercussions or anything. Yeah, we're recording, like, 20 minutes after it hit Twitter and all that stuff, but Ben Simmons has to get, like, a decent amount of game suspension, too. I mean, the dude put Cat in a chokehold. Yes, absolutely. On the ground and made Cat, like, like tap out. Like, he tapped the ground and said, I'm out. And then Cole, former NBA player Cole Aldridge just tweeted this video of Joel Embiid like like getting the crowd all hyped and walking through the tunnel, and he said that that Towns' parents were in the stands like like screaming at Joel Embiid, and like his mom was freaking out and like pointing at him and saying all kinds of things. And man, what a night! So that's why what, I introduced you as the heel because man, Joel Embiid is becoming this heel in the NBA. And you're either you either love him or you don't, and it feels like everyone still loves him. Uh, yeah. I mean, he he just talks a lot of smack. You just don't get a ton of players that talk a lot of smack like that. Um, I think players talk smack on the on the floor, but not as much in the media. Uh, and you got somebody like Draymond who talks a lot of smack, but the dude's got rings, and so in a way, he backs up his smack talk. And until Embiid can stay healthy and win a ring. I think a lot of people's going to be calling out that smack talk a lot. Yeah, this is only what his third season, fourth season in the NBA. I mean, it's not like he's been around forever, but yeah, and he's played what sixty games. <laughs> oh, just, just kidding. On a not on a random non NBA note, are you pulling for the Nationals or the Astros? Because Game Seven's going on right now. Could absolutely care. Le- could not care less about okay about this. I probably Nationals because. Houston and no, you know. I'm actually. I think I'm pulling for the Astros. I got some friends that, uh, my best friend here in Dallas. He's from Houston, diehard Astros fan. So, but I I don't follow baseballs like I used to. And I don't think anyone does, right? Like, <laughs> I just don't think anyone I follows baseball. There's parts like these. of that I really miss. But what my like, wife like my wife randomly game, likes watching starting it. a game at seven and it not being done by one a.m. That's what you miss about it. That part's annoying, but. My wife likes watching baseball, and it's the shocker right now. Interesting. On the podcast today, we're going to revisit some of our board bets and take a an assessment of the first four games from the Mavericks. They're three and one. 
It's been very encouraging so far. We're going to take an assessment of the team so far, some things that maybe surprised us, some things that we haven't seen yet, and just take a look at all of that. And uh, also, just some incredible news today. Dirk Nowitzki way finally unveiled. It's Man, it took too long. <laughs> it probably happened as quickly as it possibly could, and it still took too long. It's a street that used to be Olive Street right in front of the AAC. So it's a section of it. It's not the entire street. Um, by the way, one of my tweets was on Channel 8 News on ABC. What? Yeah. What'd you tweet? Yeah, a listener tweeted it to me. Uh, I just tweeted that it was officially on Waze and Google Maps. Like oh. I, I searched it. I searched it and I just screenshotted it. And it was somebody tweeted me the, the screenshot of it. It was like, look at this. That's hilarious. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, officially unveiled. Dirk was there. He got to unveil it himself. The entire Mavericks team was there. They were all posting Instagram photos of it. Uh, it just looked really cool. You don't realize how big those street signs are until you have a yeah. person standing next to them. Um, and then Carlisle addressed you know everybody afterwards, and he was wearing the same jacket that he wore during the 2011 championship. He had not worn it since, and he's like, this is the best time as ever to bring this back out. And so that was kind of cool symbolism. Dirk was excited. The first thing, he, Dirk pulls down the the cloth or whatever in front of the sign and, and goes, all right, is it spelled right? And he's like pointing at the letters. Just <laughs> classic Dirk. I mean, just he couldn't be more Dirk than he was. Afterwards, Brad Townsend spoke to him and uh, wrote an article about it for the Dallas Morning News. So you can go read that article. But uh, one part that I found interesting was that uh, Dirk was talking about the team and how, you know, with Luca and Porzingis carrying a big load for the team, but the team is also, he's been following very closely. He hasn't been to a game yet, so we'll talk about our board bets. He hasn't been to one yet, but he's been following the team and he's excited about the depth and he goes, you know, that's going to be really good for them. And he caught himself and he said, us, good for us. And it just, Aww. he separated himself from it and it's just, yeah, man, that is just, that is different. I don't know if I'm okay with that yet. <laughs> that will never be okay. It's always us for Dirk. Absolutely. Um, his his outline is on the floor where they play. Yes. If anyone gets that, that's like that's like if the Celtic was a real person, that's like that guy saying that, you know, it's somebody else <laughs> like them. I'm glad that, you know, they got to move outside. Originally this the ceremony was supposed to be in Victory Park. They had to move it indoor for the weather. The weather in Dallas stage just was crazy. I mean, crazy for Dallas. It's, it was like it's four, 40 degrees. It's four season weather right now in Dallas where you get eighty one day, you get sixty and like cloudy the next day. <laughs> you get cold. Today it was one. like forty degrees yeah. and raining, so it was like I mean, the city was on high alert. But but yeah, they had to move indoors. But luckily, the weather is a little bit better. They could move it outdoor. They put Dirk up in this uh, like lift uh, type of thing and lifted him up into the uh, not the, the air. not the Uber like not the car. Like yes, actual, not like. not in lift uh, oh, like lift. an actual car. But uh, he was like you know lifted up into the air to <laughs> unveil the sign. Uh, and it was words. just. It was another. I think it was a, kind of a precursor for what this jersey retirement is oh, going man. to look like. Whenever it does happen, um, Dirk just his you know his, his speech kind of uh, about it all. Just it, I mean, you get a little misty eyed about all that, and you're like, I can't even imagine when the jersey retirement you know comes. But I thought one uh, a, one of the tidbits since you brought a tidbit, Tamara uh, tweeted this out. Yeah, Tamara. 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 
My bad. Uh, I was uh, I not thought like that through my head. I was like, no, not Tia Tamara. <laughs> Tamara uh, tweeted this out, and <laughs> she said uh, she was talking about them naming the actual street, and they, they tweeted out Nowitzki Way, you know, or not tweet out, but that's the actual you know street name. And why did they land on that? Because there's a 14 you know character limit of what you can actually name the street. So they couldn't do Dirk Nowitzki Way. They couldn't, and so he obviously had a choice of Dirk Nowitzki. What which of the two they want to use? And Dirk Drive, <laughs> Dirk Drive, <laughs> Luca Drive, but. He ended up choosing Nowitzki because he just he kind of he kept on going back to his family and mm. just that he wanted to honor his family through that and uh, he talked about I think the other day um, that you know just the the impact of just having his last name up there and how that make his family proud and wow. he made that uh, that comment uh, to the media today of you know, the the only like living person. <laughs> To have like a street named after them. I mean, normally this, you know, is years yeah. down the line, and uh, uh, as far as maybe Dallas goes, but uh, just a, a special, special day for Dirk for the Mavericks. Cuban was in a suit. Wow, don't see that often. Wow, and uh, so, uh, but no, yeah, and Dirk looked great. He's just you can't look at you can't not look at Dirk and like not smile. Like you just every time you see him, you just, you gotta smile. It's like, oh man, there's Dirk, man. Like, so good seeing you. He's that, so he's that I'm dude, ho- and he did it. I'm holding out hope that his first game is gonna be Friday night Lakers. Ooh. That's what I'm holding out hope for. Big game, like LeBron them's in town. It's Friday night. I'm holding out hope he's gonna show up for it, and yeah, it'll be good. That'll be awesome. So, all right. Coming up, let's get into the this season so far, some things that surprised us, some things that we haven't seen yet, and uh, then we'll discuss our board bets and revisit some of those. But before we do, Isaac Harris. Oh. You know it's that time of year. It's We just recently had the sports equinox where you have you know baseball, you had N- NBA, you had NFL, uh, and hockey all the same day. It's just It's that time. October is just that time. And then November into into November as well. NBA is really kicking off, and the best part of this year is to be able to watch all these sporting events. And what better way to get involved in all these sporting events and to watch them, experience them in a different way? There's there's watching a game, and if you watch a game like a Mavericks game, you have a connection to it because you're a fan. But if you just watch a random game, you may not have a connection to it. But put some action on it. Get in. Get invested in a, into a team, and maybe you'll find a new team in a new sport like us with Chelsea that you uh, that you really like. And the way to do that is with mybookie.ag. You can use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate uh, an offer right now. They will double your first deposit. So you go to mybookie.ag, you put in an initial deposit, they will double it with the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to double your cash. Uh, so you go on there. Uh, I just found... Division odds for the Dallas Mavericks. Okay? Hmm. So the, the Southwest Division. The top two teams are who, Isaac? Um, Houston and San Antonio. Houston is a minus 300 favorite. They are the definite favorite. So you bet um, $300 to win $100. Hmm. San Antonio Spurs plus 300 favorites. So you bet $100, and if they do win the division, then you win $350. The Mavericks are plus 1100 Right now on mybookie.ag. So if you think that right now the three and one Mavericks can have a better record than the Rockets and the Spurs, plus the Pelicans and the Grizzlies, 
put some money down on that. Go to mybookie.ag. That's kind of spicy. Also, you can you can put double the money because if you put your initial deposit down, mybookie.ag will double it. So use the promo code LockdownNBA, mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Isaac. You like that? That was their slogan. I kind of like that slogan. You play, you win, you get paid. I like it. Hey, if the Mavericks, every time they play, they win. Sounds like a a quote from a broadcast. (laughs) What are some things so far that have surprised you about the Mavericks? We talked all summer. I mean, we we stuck to our guns and did five shows a week all summer. Talked about this team. Previewed this team relentlessly. Previewed every single player individually. What has surprised you so far about this team? Yeah, I was looking at this and just checking in four games into the season. We know it's very premature. It's just four games. We get it. But what has what is, I think there's different things that surprised me, but and a few things I want us to take a look at, maybe bring some board bets into like those wing guys and stuff like that. But if I have to pinpoint the most surprising thing after four games, it's no JJ Barea. And it, yeah. I'm not. I'm not even saying that I'm like mad or like mad surprised of this is stupid. Like blah blah blah. I'm just. I'm just surprised. I'm surprised because we've seen Rick Carlisle stick to his guns with his vets and like his vets. He fought so hard to come back from that Achilles injury. He played in the you know the fan jam uh, open practice. Yeah. Um. He played in you know the preseason some. And now we're four games in the season. He hasn't even logged a single minute. Hasn't even checked into a basketball game. That just surprised me. It just shocked me. And it goes back to that we were talking before the season started. Hey, not all these guys can play. So, like, some of these guys are going to get DMPCDs. And we were talking about people just rioting about it. Who's it going to be? And even with Dwight Powell out, I mean, I know, like, Maxie's third on the team in minutes per game right now with 28 a game. But... I mean, J.J. having zero role in this rotation, that just shocks me. It's pretty wild, and I think it's a testament to Jalen Brunson's development and the way that he Mm -hmm. can just, you know, carry a team. When Luka's not on the floor like we saw in this past game, you know, Jalen Brunson, when he's on the floor, the offense is still fine. The the Mavericks can still survive. They can actually thrive against, you know, second units when when Jalen Brunson is out there. And so far, they... Haven't necessarily needed that guy to rudder the ship to you know to set them back on course so far, and so I wonder if they're playing it safe or if they just don't feel like they've needed JJ Barea yet. But it, it does surprise me too. Boban, in the same vein, surprises me as well that they haven't found any minutes for him. That they haven't felt like they needed him at all. Um, they've played a bunch of teams that kind of play smaller though. Um, the the Nuggets were not one of those teams, which was kind of surprising. But Dwight Powell was back for that. But when Dwight Powell was out, that that Boban didn't get any minutes, is semi surprising to me as well. And and I know people are talking about it. Oh, for sure, yeah. <clears throat> the Boban thing. I mean, they went out this offseason, signed Boban to this what two year, seven million dollar deal, paying him three and a half this year, three and a half next year, compared to so like not a minimum. Know, yeah, it's not a minute. That's what I say. Compared to, you know, JJ Barea signs for the minimum at, you know, 1.6 this year. So a little bit different. You wonder, 
you know, I feel like other teams are interested in Boban. I wonder if, you know, this continues, if this is something to where Boban, I mean, Boban and Luca seem like they're big buds right now and like everybody just loves Boban and stuff. But you, you can't help to think of if Boban knew that he was going to be not in the rotation at all, you know, would he have signed here? And, but we also knew he was going to be, it's kind of going back to that rotation or the bullpen thing. We knew he was going to be a piece in the bullpen that you're only going to break out in certain circumstances. I just, I did think, I thought for sure he was going to, especially with Dwight being out, that he was going to get at least like 10 minutes a game. And you saw him get a lot of run the preseason, and we and we get it. Like you roll him out there, and you got Paul Millsap or somebody, they're they're going to go past him. But I think there's been some instances where I've thought he would get on the floor. He didn't. I thought he would get on there on the floor against Favors when Favors are killing him in the paint. Yeah, he didn't. first quarter. Yeah. So now I think we wait for when's the next you know big bodied center you know it's coming around. Um, We'll see. Does he Lakers. play against Javel? Yeah, does he play against Javel or Dwight or something like that? I don't know. I mean, it's just right now, Boban and JJ are those two guys. I think I'm the mo- most surprised out of JJ because just his long-standing relationship with yeah. the organization, and all that stuff. But yeah, we knew it was going to be two or three guys. I'm just I'm kind of surprised it's those two. But hey, they're three and one. I'm not. Some people might be getting mad at this. Say, oh, you want JJ? No, no, no. There's a difference between being surprised. And being like mad about it, I'm not mad about it because it's like you said, hey, they're kind of showing. It's kind of a change and a shift in what we thought of. They're sticking to their guns with Seth Curry, Jalen Brunson. Like they're playing good basketball. So, and yeah. be- and besides the Courtney Lee starting and you know averaging eleven minutes a game, he started two games, played two games, and played twenty two minutes <laughs> total. <laughs> not not each. Uh, besides that. Carlisle has not been doing his stigma of just sticking to veterans, right? Because that would be that would be Boban, that would be JJ, um, that would be playing like I don't who else is a, a super veteran on this team. There's not a ton of super veteran. Like Maxi is the next oldest player, right? Seth Curry and then Maxi, uh, and Seth has not been playing that much either. But he hasn't really been sticking to these veteran guys so far. He's been playing the younger guys, and he's been. It's a real changing of the guard for the Mavericks. It's just a completely different look for him. The depth was a big deal that, that we were talking about. This is just a big thing that the Mavericks haven't had in a while. And now being young and being a big team, being you know, being a big young team. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. And if continuing on the surprising route, we knew that they were going to be fluid with the starting units. Rick preached that forever in training camp, media day and stuff. I didn't know they're gonna be this fluid. Yeah. I mean we're like right now they've had nine different starters after Dwight Powell started the other night. There's only two players that have locked minutes this season for the Mavericks that have not started. <laughs> if you told me that nine players were going to log a start four games of the season and and Justin Jackson and Tim Hardaway were the only two guys <laughs> that have not you know, logged a start yet. I mean, that... That uh, that's just, aren't those the two guys that we picked individually? You picked Tim Hardaway, yeah. and I picked Justin Jackson. That we thought would get the fifth star. I mean, that is it's wild. That that's crazy. Very surprising. It is for sure. I mean, and you look at it and say Courtney Lee's got two starts, and then you just keep on going up yeah, there. Yeah, that's Delon the most. Right, su- that's still the most surprising thing. Um, can we tie this into our these three wing guys and our board bet on these guys? Yeah, absolutely. So we may we have our board bets pulled up for the whole season, and the three we put these bets on these th- on the three guys: Dorian Finney-Smith, Justin Jackson, Tim Hardaway Jr. And we put the over/under on starts for the season at what 26, 27. 20, 
27. That's a third of the season. Yeah. Okay. So we put it at 27 and four games into the season. This is where we're at. Dorian Finney Smith has two starts and he's averaging 26 minutes a game. Tim Hardaway has zero starts, 22 minutes a game. Justin Jackson, zero starts, (laughs) 17 minutes a game. Dorian Finney Smith is averaging almost 10 more minutes a game than Justin Jackson. I'm down with that. I wanted Dorian to start. I thought Hardaway would start, but I wonder how surprising that is for fans out there. Yeah, so if you look at our board bets, we both took the over for Dorian Finney-Smith on 27 starts. Let's and go. then then we split on the Tim Hardaway Jr. Justin Jackson. I took the over on Justin Jackson, you took the over on on Tim Hardaway Jr. So, we're both kind of right there with it, but um I'm going to go to the board bets that everyone voted on. Uh over under Starts Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, the majority of listeners voted for Dorian Finney-Smith to go under twenty-seven. They had the over for Tim Hardaway, and then the way under for Justin Jackson. Really, way under, yeah, sixty-six percent under twenty-seven and a half. So interesting. They're under twenty-seven. It, it is interesting that you know Justin Jackson. He is. When you look at the, there's three players that have three out of eleven players who've played for the Mavericks this year are logging under twenty minutes. Justin Jackson, Courtney Lee, Dwight Powell. And obviously Powell just played that one game. Uh, I mean, it's crazy that one, two, three, four, five, six players, not even counting Luka and KP who are averaging over 30 minutes a game. Six other Mavericks are averaging over 20 minutes a game. That's insane. That just shows you, I mean, talking about fluid lineups and fluid rotations. I mean, Carlisle's just throwing different pieces out there and seeing what works and matchups and everything. And uh, it's, they're three and one. It's crazy. It's working right now. Yeah. Coming up, let's look at the rest of this rotation and then a couple more of these board bets that we want to get to talking about what has surprised us so far this season. All right, Isaac. So, okay. So you mentioned all those players getting 20 minutes a game. There's, there's eight players getting over 20 minutes a game. And that doesn't even count Dwight Powell yet. I think Dwight Powell will get there for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. 100%. And so that's crazy. The depth of this team now, the amount of players they can play and just proving that, I mean, have I haven't been discouraged with many Mavericks on the team so far, right? No, like, like, yeah, even, like sure. Tim Hardaway Jr. was the, the, the Maverick I was the most discouraged about going into the season. And he has been, I mean, he has been solid in my opinion. Yeah, and it feels like... In a couple games, by the way. He's I don't want to say I've been discouraged by Porzingis, but I feel like I'm watching Porzingis and I'm like, you're not even close to where you're going to be at. Yeah. If that makes sense, like you're like, he's still figuring it out and he's still working on the shot. And it's like, once this clicks, I feel like this team's going to get even go further than what they're doing now. I have a couple team, uh, team stats like league wise <laughs> that might surprise you. They're second in the league in free throw attempts per game. Yeah. That's the Luca effect. Let's go. I mean, that's what you like to see a 30, a 31 free throws a game. We put board bets on their three-pointers per game. Last year, they averaged 36 three-pointers a game, I think. Yeah, last like year. 36 and a half or something, yeah. Yeah, and so we put the over-under at that 36 and a half and said, hey, over-under, uh, this might have been the biggest landslide of all the board bets, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, everyone took the over on it. But you know what? It's not as much as I – I mean, we're just four games in, but right now they're second in the league in three points attempted. At 40.8 three-pointers a game. That's four more. It's four more, but I thought it was going to be... I it, I know it's just four games, but 
I thought this team would go, is going like hoisting them up like 45 something like that yeah. but well, they're not shooting too well they're shooting 31.3 percent as a team right now so which everyone, is 22nd in the league yeah everyone complaining that they should stop bombing threes as much like they haven't been bombing threes as much as they could they were taking 50 a game in the preseason that's true that's true they're fourth in the league in points per game by the way yeah that well the, the pace they're, they're playing pretty fast 114 uh, points a game right now, and it's just it it's just weird seeing Dallas in these like single digits, like top five, and in, in some of these rankings, in some of the rankings that you want to see them in, <laughs> and uh, because these past few years they haven't been that high in some of them. Okay, another team stat: offensive rank, offensive rating, which measures uh, how many points per 100 possessions your team would score. Um, so it, it equals out all the possessions. So if a team is playing faster and team is playing slower and they play, let's say the Mavericks play super fast and they get 120 possessions in a game and like the jazz play super slow and they get like 90 possessions, it like equals it out for both teams. So it makes it even the Mavericks are second in offensive rating so far, 113 oh, points per 100 possessions. They are 23rd in defense, 109 points per 100 possessions. <laughs> not let's go. Yeah. Not super surprising on that, but at least the net rating is positive. Um, do you want to address it now? The Luca shoe switch. This is a big board bet. We this did is a debate going on right now. Okay. The Lucas shoe switch. We had over under eight and a half games that Luka Doncic will switch shoes at some point during the game. I think we said halftime, but I think we're just going to count anytime. He did it in the Portland game, right? Yeah. Yeah. He did it in Portland against Portland. So that's one. And then man, we have a controversy for this last one. Luca against were Denver. To that. I set it up for you. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, I was trying to read this stat and just left it hanging. I'm sorry, guys. Luca against Denver. He was wearing the Sandy Cheeks Kyrie's. All right. He go which is white. a SpongeBob character, by the way. That sounds so weird if you just say <laughs> with. And this is key with white shoestrings. Okay. In the first half. In the first half. Comes out for the second half and has purple shoestrings. Therefore, he got a dye job at halftime. <laughs> does this count? And or do we just throw this out? Does this count as a shoe switch even though it wasn't technically the shoe? Where I mean, we're having mass like debates right now amongst the people if this counts or not. I okay. mean, a lot of money's on the line okay. with this our, over-under. Our board bets, our personal ones that we wrote that we did first, say Luca switch shoe games over under eight and a half. So switch shoes does not say alter or change shoes, right? That's true. The board bets that we posted for everyone to vote on said, in how many games will Luca switch his shoes mid-game? So, but my question is, did he just change the shoestrings out or did he have the same pair of shoes two pairs of the same shoe and just had different shoestrings on each one of them. Cause See, it would take, it would take a while to change your shoestrings, right? I, don't, I mean, it would take a little bit, but not like, I mean, all of halftime. Yeah. I, I, I lean that he switched the shoestrings because I don't know why Luca would pack two pairs of Sandy cheeks, Kyrie's. So, I mean, I He's guess he's a real could. fan of the Sandy cheeks, <laughs> uh, but real fan of the karate. Can, can we make the executive decision that this I'm does dirty, not Dan. count? It does not count. Yeah, I don't think it counts. It does not count, so calm down, people. If we said alter his shoes, then yeah, but... 
I think the the language says specifically states that he has to switch his shoes. Any other of these? I mean, the Boban numbers are oh, are concerning. We had Boban total dunks over under thirty seven and a half. <laughs> total threes over under uh, ten made threes. Uh, then uh, yeah, those are the two Boban numbers we had. I took the under on both, looking good there, and you took the it. over on both. Four games in. We still have a long ways to go. But what about this DeLon Wright three-point percentage? What did we put the board bet at? 36 was our over-under for 36. DeLon. What did the people say? The people. 36% is what he shot uh, two years ago in Toronto. That's the, what we're shooting for. Like, ooh, hey, let's at least the, get to this 36%. The listeners right took the way under. 68.5% under 36%. You know what? Right now, DeLon Wright. <laughs> After four games, he's averaging 1.3 three-pointers a game, and he's shooting at 60%. Ooh, got that big over. 60%. Let's go, DeLon. We've had one Carlisle challenge so far. Ooh, what did we put the over-under at? Eight and a half. Okay. Ooh, I think we'll hit that. Yeah, I think we're going to did one in four games. Yeah, I took the over. You took the under. Okay. Um, KP over under 24 and a half points. Ooh, we're at 22.3%. Uh, I took the over, you took the under like a crazy person. Right now he's at 22.3. Right now, 22.3. He's gonna, he's gonna get that up though. I think he'll pull, I think he'll pull that up. What did we put the over under at Luca? Luca's was, um, hold please. Hold, please. Say something right else. now. Say something else while I. Indochino. <laughs> <laughs> 25 and a half. Oh, he's at, he's at 25 right now. So the under the under for the listeners was 72% took the under 25 and a half. I think he's going to get there. But the team is the, the depth on the team has been encouraging. And that's been taking away from the, their individual scoring. That is true. Which is positive. Yeah. No, it's a huge positive. Luca right now is averaging 25 points, eight rebounds, six assists. He's shooting 28% from three. But uh, that free throw percentage, Joe, is at 75%. Let's keep uh, getting that going up. He's shooting attempted eight free throws a game. That's awesome. But uh, I think right now, once we do this, once we finish this podcast, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the tweet. The tweet that everybody loves. Oh, no. Luke is averaging 25 points, six assists, and eight rebounds. This is the list of players who are doing that right now, four games into the season. And people love those tweets. <laughs> All over those tweets. Yes. Do it under the age of 20 who has ever done that for a full season. Under the age of 20 who has switched shoelaces at halftime. <laughs> this is the only the only people to list. One, Luka Doncic. Oh, okay, the Porzingis game's over-under, 67.5. He's played all four games so far, and it doesn't look like they're going to sit him. Let's go. Like There's, I mean, there's been one. no talk about resting or sitting him. I think it'll happen at some point, but we haven't heard any talk of it yet. They haven't had a back-to-back back either. Very true. We got to see what happens on the back-to-back. He is averaging 31 and a half minutes a game. Yeah, uh, a so, yeah, I mean, that's a decent amount for him. And uh, Yeah, I mean, I think we're all just waiting to see what this um, back-to-back looks like coming up what next week i think it's next week next weekend so and uh we'll see if he sets on that or not all right tomorrow we are going to preview the lakers game and are you excited nick 
I'm excited. This is I, I I've tried to watch every single Lakers game, and I definitely watch every Mavericks game, and so this checks off both of the boxes at once. I can't <laughs> wait to tweet at you so many random crap on Friday. <laughs> it's totally fine. Hey, if they win, it, it doesn't matter who wins tomorrow for me. It's it's I get I win either way, and people are like no, you lose. Like no, I win either way. So <laughs> be a fan way, of more than one team. <laughs> I do not win either way because I do not like the Lakers at all. Yeah, you don't. Um, I'm trying to figure out if there's somebody on the Lakers I would want to talk to on Friday night. Dudley. (laughs) Jared Dudley. (sighs) He's went to the dark side now. It's hard. So Okay, so then you just can't talk to any of them. Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, right? Like, (laughs) if you're going to say it like that. (laughs) No, okay. I I like Danny Green still. Yeah. Even though he's a steal in the draft. How many people's writing that that piece on Friday night? Danny Green. Danny Green could have been a Dallas Maverick, but now he's a Laker. <laughs> I don't know. I can't imagine too many people, but all right, oh, we'll bro. talk about that tomorrow, and we'll talk about uh, the Lakers. And man, it's an interesting team, and it's going to be an interesting matchup with that because they're a huge team. So we'll talk about that mm. tomorrow, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.